We've all heard about mindfulness and the promise of it sounds amazing, doesn't it? Becoming more tuned into the here and now, learning to enjoy life more and less worry about what comes next all the time, especially when we feel run ragged with endless to-do lists, demands and things that need our attention. And when we're in that place where we can't see the wood for the trees, mindfulness can feel really needed, but also very distant from us as well. So luckily today, I've got a fabulous guest on the show who's going to be helping all of us me included with this, giving us some tips that we can implement into our busy lives in a way that feels seamless, simple and yet highly effective. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Hello there and welcome to this week's episode. I am so excited to be bringing you a wonderful guest episode today. Somebody who's going to be talking to us all about mindfulness and more importantly, I think, how we can actually implement it into our own lives in the way that feels really achievable. I think we can probably all agree that being more mindful would serve all of us in so, so many different ways. So I know you're going to love learning how you can bring more of that into your world. Before I introduce you to Tammy, though, let's just take a minute to hear from this week's small business. As you'll hopefully know by now, this month I opened up some promo slots to other small businesses that I love and that I know you're going to love because I want to help them out at a time that is going to maybe be a bit more challenging for those of us that work on our own or with very small teams. So do have a listen to this week's Amazing Small Business and what they've got for you, including a juicy exclusive discount for listeners. And then we'll be back in a moment to get into our conversation all about about mindfulness. Hi, I'm Shell from Shell Designs Cornwall. I design and hand make unique polymer clay and sea glass jewellery. I started designing earrings as I wanted big bold statement ear candy that didn't damage my ears. After lots of research and product testing, I found polymer clay and instantly fell in love. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Shell Designs Cornwall where I regularly showcase my current designs. All my jewellery is available from my website at www.shelldesignscornwall.co.uk where you can get an exclusive 10% discount by entering ChickFit at checkout. See you soon. So I want to introduce you to Tammy from The Mindful Diva. She is a mindfulness teacher and coach and is all about empowering high achieving women to feel their best so that they can make a more positive impact on the world. Through her online courses, her coaching and her book, Totally Lovable, she's helping us to overcome stress, anxiety and chronic pain by bringing simple mindfulness techniques into our lives. And I know that she's going to have some amazing nuggets for you that you can add into your life straight away. So welcome, Tammy. Nice to have you. Hi, Alex. Nice to be here. 
So we're going to dive straight in here, like no messing around, because I think that one of the big things when I was prepping for this interview and I was thinking about it was that, you know, I think we all roughly get the concept of mindfulness. We all understand why mindfulness might help us in our lives, but it can also feel like a bit of an out of reach kind of concept for us. You know, we're all grounded in, you know, the here and now, what's going on and crossing off our to-do lists and what's next and what's next and what's next. So sometimes the idea of actually being mindful in our lives and slowing down a bit can feel really hard and feel a bit beyond us. So how is it that you actually work with women and help them to get a bit more comfortable with this concept? Yeah. So I'd say to that is that mindfulness is actually our natural state. So it's not something artificial we're trying to cultivate. We're actually just returning to the truth of who we are. So it's the stresses and strains of life and all the pressures that are on us with everyday life that take us away from that. But I think we can all relate to those moments when we're really engaged in something. So it could be like looking at some beautiful scenery or a piece of art or playing with a child, listening to some music or dancing. And in that moment, when you're engaged in that activity, you're not worrying about the future. You're not thinking about the past because you're able to be fully present. So... What I'm doing when I work with people is allowing them to get into that state by slowing down, becoming more aware. Okay. And what was it that actually brought you into this world of mindfulness? Like, what was it that triggered you to to want to work with women in this way? Yeah, so I got really into mindfulness myself about 10 years ago when I was going through a divorce and I had like a really stressful time in my life. So my background's actually journalism. So I've worked in media for most of my career. And it's obviously like a really fast paced, very stressful environment. And I used to really run on adrenaline a lot. So when I was going through this divorce, I was also going through a lot of stress at work at the same time. And basically everything was on top of me at once. And I was at the stage where I would just wake up in the night with panic attacks. I was actually drinking quite a bit to just calm down. So I think that kind of glass of wine, or for me, it was like a vodka that you have, you know, after work was kind of getting earlier and earlier. And I was drinking more to try to relax. I didn't really have other strategies other than drinking alcohol really um and it, but it wasn't working for me because I'd, I'd go to sleep and I'd wake up and my heart would be pounding and I'd be having these kind of panic attacks so I knew that I had to do something different and it was at that stage I'd actually been on a meditation retreat before a few years before just for a weekend and it hadn't been something I'd really got into at the time it just been a weekend away but I hadn't continued it into my everyday life but at that stage I thought I kind of remembered it and thought that that was something that could help me so I looked online and I found a retreat and I basically took myself off to Wales to go on a week's long meditation retreat and that retreat was really life-changing for me because they taught two different types of meditation I spent a whole week just learning these techniques just really being present being in nature being at this lovely retreat environment and so when I came back to London back to my life I wanted to continue it on and I started going to like regular meditation groups and it just became something that was part of my life and it it really helped me to deal with that stressful time and to become much more aware 
And then it was quite a few years after that that I decided, you know, that it had been such a big part of my life that I wanted to train so that I could help other people. Um, another aspect of that is that I have chronic health issue as well, which is like an underactive thyroid caused by autoimmune disease. And it was also really helpful for that because I'd suffered from chronic fatigue. And having the mindfulness can really help with fatigue as well, because it helps you to manage your energy better. And so that's why I decided to train in a course specifically to help people who have health conditions as well. So that's one of the courses that I run. So I just want to go back to a couple of things you said there, actually, because like one of the things you talked about was how you were kind of using alcohol to cope. And you sort of said it was it was like it felt like it was the only thing that you had available to you at that at that point in time, like the only tool you had available to you. And I think that with a lot of the women that I talk to and I work with, it's not necessarily alcohol. It's often actually food. Like people will say to me stuff like, oh, I can't help. I get really tired and stressed at the end of the day. And then I just self-sabotage by eating a packet of crisps or a chocolate bar or, you know, whatever that thing might be for them and they end up feeling really bad about it but it's almost like it's this kind of learned it's this learned strategy and it's like we only have that one strategy to actually help us to de-stress and to relax at the end of the day so if somebody's in that position like what what can they do differently that's going to take them up that's going to almost give them like a different way of dealing with that in the moment and dealing with that you know that that habit of always going for the sugary or the salty food that they then feel bad about and they know is not necessarily helping them with um what you're talking about there is autopilot reaction mm. and we have them for all sorts of things so it could be the glass of wine that helps you relax it could be the snack it could be other things and and it's not just how we react in time of stress it's our reaction to lots of things like say we send someone a text and they don't text back our autopilot reaction might be to think, oh, that person doesn't like me to feel upset. You know, there's all sorts of autopilots that we're going in all, all the time. And so mindfulness is about becoming much more aware of that. So there's not a simple answer because there's lots of different things playing into these kind of food addictions. There's emotional aspects, there's physical aspects of the addiction of, of salt, sugar, things like that as well. And mindful eating is actually its own, you know, you can take courses specifically mm. in that. And there's lots of things I've done in one of these courses. It's not what I teach, but teach you to identify different types of hunger. And so you're really slowing down and kind of being aware of what is going on for me in this moment. So it's a kind of awareness where you're thinking, what is leading me to want that? And you're kind of putting like a, a pause between the reaction you know, a stress and then grab this, whatever makes you feel better. You're putting something in between that where you're becoming more aware of it. And so with the mindful eating, there's different types of hunger. So you could say, for example, is it eye hunger? So say you see a beautiful cupcake and you think, oh, I want it. That's eye hunger because you've seen it. There's smell hunger. You smell coffee and it makes you want coffee. There's mouth hunger when you kind of want, you want the taste of something. And then there's actual hunger when your belly is hungry and there's other ones as well so even that becoming aware of what kind of hunger what am I actually feeling here um, and the, there's like an emotional hunger and if you can identify this is an emotional hunger in that moment you could make a more skillful choice in what you want to do so you could think this is actually stress could I do something else to reduce my stress in this moment rather than eating that does take a bit of skill though and I wouldn't say it's something 
that you could just jump to. Mm. You kind of need to bring other mindfulness practices into your life so that you can develop that. And another part of mindfulness is really to do with being kind to yourself. Uh, So it's about not beating yourself up for those actions that you do take and having this sense of kindness and compassion towards yourself as well. So you're not, because the more you beat yourself up about these things, you can get more trapped in a kind of destructive cycle where you're constantly feeling bad about yourself. And then that in turn could lead you to do the same again. So you're looking for other things that you can do. So it could be going for a walk in nature or having a bath, or it could be meditating and putting that kind of break in between those things. And then if you do have the the food or the glass of wine, whatever, then it's not really coming down yourself hard for that, but just accepting I'm human. And, you know, mindfulness isn't about kind of being perfect at all. Mm. Yeah, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because I often say that, the, you know, the more we beat ourselves up about stuff, the almost the further away we take ourselves from the thing we want because we keep focusing all the time on I'm bad I can't help myself what's wrong with me kind of thing and so we just we we sort of perpetuate that cycle don't we yeah exactly you're actually kind of triggering in yourself a fight flight reaction which then leads you to need something else to calm you down again so you're putting yourself into this negative state so what we try to do in mindfulness is increase the state of just being because if you were feeling really chilled out already because you already had a great meditation practice you might not be at that stage where you need to grab for that glass of wine or food whatever it is in the first place so you know it's about your whole life not just about that moment yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's it's like tackling what's going on underneath rather than just going, well, here's the symptom, which is me reaching for a glass of wine. And it's like, you can't just, you know, willpower your way through that kind of thing, can you? It's it's like almost kind of, like you say, taking that step back and going, oh, actually, okay, so it's not about the wine. It's about what I was feeling before I had that thing and addressing the stuff that's going on underneath as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what's one of the first things or one of the easiest things or most simple things that people can do to start bringing mindfulness in? Because like I said at the start, I think that sometimes it can feel like a bit of a out of reach concept or a bit of a woolly concept. We worry that we're not doing it right. Like, you know, with meditation, people always think, oh, well, I should be zoned out and I'm not zoned out. I've still got these thoughts going through my head. What's wrong with me? I'm not doing it right. And actually, you know, meditation is not about clearing your mind and stuff so what are the things that people can do what what are what are maybe two or three really easy first steps that people can take towards getting more mindful in their lives yeah so you brought up a few different things there so when it comes to that feeling like you're not doing it properly realizing that's a thought it's a negative thought against yourself it's like what I call a nasty voice which is coming up for you so through mindfulness we're learning to identify those thoughts and decide if we want it or not. So we're allowing this extra layer of being able to respond rather than react and noticing our thoughts. And the way you get to that is by practicing meditation, because through meditation, we're training our brains to notice when our mind's wandering and bring it back again. So I'd say bringing in a regular meditation practice is something which will be really helpful. And it doesn't have to be like a really long practice. It can be 10 minutes a day and it also can be really simple. So it's literally just focusing on the breath. And when your mind wanders, bringing it back to the breath again. And that's one of the most basic mindfulness practices. So when those layers of thoughts come up, like I'm not doing this properly, my mind's wandered, that moment when you realise that your mind has wandered is actually the meditation. It is that moment. If your mind didn't wander, you wouldn't need to meditate. 
it's actually working with the thoughts. We're not trying to not have thoughts. We're learning new ways to work with them. So when you notice that thought and you bring it back again to your meditation, to your breath, then that is a skill you can take into everyday life. So a lot of the time in life, we're doing one thing, but we're thinking another. So you could be at the gym working out you could be going for a beautiful walk in nature but you're either ruminating on the past thinking about things that have happened you're in the future you're thinking worrying about things that might happen or might not happen that haven't happened yet so we're not actually present when we practice meditation and we learn to bring our thoughts back to the breath we become more aware in everyday life so when you are walking and you realize oh my mind's wandering you have that realization that moment and you bring it back to the present moment. And the way we do this is by really moving from the mind down into the body. This is what mindfulness is all about. It's not a mind practice, it's a body practice. So we're we're being more aware of how we're feeling in the moment. So we're really becoming aware of our senses, our sensations in our body. Maybe if we're walking, the feeling of our feet against the ground, the temperature in the room, smells around us, sounds around us. So we're bringing in like our bodily presence rather than being caught up in the mind. And that's what mindfulness is all about, constantly bringing it down into the body. And it is something which can be difficult to do on your own. I do recommend doing a course in mindfulness because it's quite difficult. I know a lot of people try with apps and things like that, and it can be really hard to keep to it on your own without or without someone to help you with any obstacles that come up. So through doing a course, you have that support to bring it into your life. If you are going to be doing things by yourself and you you want to just try to bring some simple things in, one of the main things you can do is being aware of your breath. So even now, as you're listening to this or just kind of, are you breathing? Because what we tend to do, especially if we're really busy and stressed, is to hold our breath. And you might find when you're working, when you're really busy, you're actually holding your breath. And holding the breath brings a lot of tension into the body because we're hunching our shoulders, we're tightening. So it's really noticing through the day am I breathing? Taking a breath and it makes such a difference to how you feel and just noticing your body as well. Am I hunching up? Am I tightened? Am I tense? And just releasing it. And you need a bit of awareness to do that. I think what you said before about sort of doing a course, I think that can be really helpful because that's what I did. I meditate regularly. I try and do 10 minutes every day. I don't always do it, but most days of the week I do. But I did a course to start with. You know, that was the first step that I took a couple of years ago was actually to do a course so that I could practice it. It gave me comfort to know that when my mind were, you know, if I had a session where I just literally could not focus at all and my mind was wandering all the time that that was okay and that was kind of part of meditation and then that sort of set me up and helped me to start creating that habit it's that support isn't it I think you know with so many things in our lives when we're trying to make a change having that support can be really invaluable content yeah definitely and another thing you can do if you just want to bring something simple into your life is having more breaks Mm. and But when you have a break, trying to use that not to just kind of go on your phone and check Facebook, whatever, but to actually just focus on your breath for a moment and just notice how you're feeling. Because mindfulness is all just about becoming more aware. So Mm -hmm. you can become aware. Am I breathing? 
what's my breath like how am I feeling today and just noticing are there any tight parts in the body is there any tension how are my emotions today and noticing your thoughts what are my thoughts like am I being kind to myself am I kind of getting into a negative thinking am I ruminating just noticing that and just bringing yourself back into the body into the breath and into how you're feeling in that moment and it's a real practice, isn't it? Because I think that I have, you know, I've always been a real planner, for example. I'm always thinking one step ahead of where I am and like, what am I doing next? And what am I doing next? And what do I, where do I want to be in six months' time? And, you know, always sort of planning ahead and thinking ahead for all the things that need to be done. And, you know, in the past, I found it very hard to kind of just enjoy the moment and allow and to allow myself to enjoy it as well. Actually, I think that's more of what it is. It's like you, you often don't let yourself enjoy those things so you know I think that we we could all stand to just like you say just becoming aware of what we're doing and becoming aware of the fact that often when we're doing stuff something that we should be enjoying that we're often thinking oh yeah but what's what comes after this what comes next all the time yeah and our life is in the present. It is now. Our pleasure is now. Mm-hmm. And if you have those moments when your kids are coming in and they're interrupting you and all these things that we feel like are getting in the way of us doing what we want to do, that is what we want to do. Those are they, That is our life. That is that moment. And it will never come back again. So we, can, we can't experience pleasure in the future. We can only experience it in the moment. So it is, yeah, there is an aspect of allowing. And I think one of the reasons that it's difficult is because our society is so uh, focused on productivity Mm. so it's really realizing that everything our worth isn't based on our productivity we don't have to be doing doing all the time we can have those goals and want achievements and things but ultimately our life is now and it's really bringing back to experiencing pleasure in the everyday moment as well Um, and so you can do that by really becoming aware of your senses and when you do notice something pleasurable really allowing yourself to savour it so it could just be your coffee in the morning so instead of just kind of grabbing it and you know gopping it down whatever really like feeling the warmth of the cup on, on your hands taking time to savour it to smell it just that kind of simple change can mm. really start to bring a bit of mindfulness into your life and give you that appreciation and enjoyment of your life more and that sort of takes us into that sort of gratitude as well, doesn't it? That sort of practicing that daily gratitude where, you, you know, I've I've gone through phases of doing it. I don't do it all the time. But, you know, at the end of the day, you might you write down one thing you're grateful for that day. And honestly, some days when I've done it, it is my morning coffee. And it's like bringing your mind to, OK, I can actually enjoy these little things. And once you start to learn to enjoy the little things, then it, it gets easier to enjoy the bigger things as well. Yeah, so I really recommend like a pleasure practice rather than a gratitude practice okay. because gratitude can sometimes be really in the head and there's a lot of should to it. Like, oh, I should feel grateful because I have this lovely home. I should feel grateful because, you know, I've got this lovely partner or whatever. But sometimes it feels like we're trying to make ourselves feel grateful. Whereas pleasure can be something really simple. You could literally say, I'm grateful for just to feel warm in bed mm. at this moment. It can be such small things and we can really have access to those even in the most difficult moments of our life. We can 
have access to these small pleasures. And the more we focus on them, the more we're building that neural pathway so that it allows us to actually enjoy them and notice them more. It takes us more as humans because of our biology to notice pleasurable things and it does dangerous things, which is why we tend, it's the negativity bias. So that's why we tend to always be focused on problems and solving and doing things is just how we're built as problem solving machines. So to experience more pleasure, we actually need to make a real deliberate effort to do that. And we can do that through mindfulness, just slowing down and enjoying things more. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's like you said before, is that, you know, we're so focused on doing and achieving that, you know, we often forget to enjoy just being because, you know, just being is not, you know, it's not an achievement. It's not something I've ticked off my to-do list today. It's like, it's kind of a bit more woolly than that. Like, it's almost like when you've, when you're ticking something off the to-do list or you're taking an action, that's a very specific thing that you're doing. Whereas just being in the moment, it doesn't, we, we sort of let those things pass us by a little bit more, I think. I guess the question is, what are you doing all these things for? Like, what's yeah. it, at the end of it, what's the ultimate goal? Because I think all of us really want to be happy. And that is available to us right now. In this moment, it's available in this moment now. So many wonderful things are happening right now. I spoke about this in a podcast episode a few weeks ago, actually, about the sort of masculine energy versus feminine energy and how, you know, the, the doing, achieving pushing forward that's very masculine energy and I think that's why you know, a lot of women struggle and a lot, a lot of women feel that tension and that inability to enjoy stuff because we're doing so much stuff in a masculine energy that we don't even realize is masculine energy that we're not allowing enough of the kind of feminine energy in our lives which is more of the kind of you know not sitting back as such but more being in the moment and noticing and you know allowing things to come to us rather than us like pushing out there all the time so it's it's that sense of you know reducing that tension in our lives between those two things yeah so I'd say that mindfulness is very much feminine energy it's Mm. very much that receiving being in the moment so we need a balance of both in, mm. in life. We need to be able to get things done and we need to be able to just enjoy things as well. And the problem is that we things are out of balance, that we're so focused on that kind of masculine side that we don't have enough space for that just being. Mm. So we're not trying to get rid of that through mindfulness. We're mm. just trying to balance it out a bit by bringing in more of the just being activities. Because the problem is, um, especially for women, is that we will burn out um, mm. when we're pushing ourselves all the time because what happens is eventually that we we push ourselves really hard and what often happens is people push themselves so hard that they kind of collapse so you might eventually have to have time off work sick because you become so stressed or your your body will just make you ill and you'll be out for a week or a couple of weeks you can't do anything because and we call it the boom bust cycle you've literally pushed yourself to the point of exhaustion then what happens is we have this bit of time where we can't do anything and then we feel better again and we do the same again because we feel like we've got to make up for lost time so we're pushing again and it becomes a cycle where you push yourself collapse push yourself collapse what we want to do is take a break before we need it and it sounds really counterintuitive because I think a lot of us maybe don't take a break even when we need it we might even be aware I'm tired I need a break but we're pushing through this is even one step before that we're taking a break before we need it we're taking a break when we feel okay when we don't need a break when we're not exhausted or tired and you may think well why would I do that if I could push on what it actually does is it stops us getting to that point of exhaustion so instead of being up and down with our energy it's just a much smoother straighter line and we don't have to collapse in exhaustion anymore 
And yeah, so that way we can avoid burnout. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? At the end of the day, just having that, having that energy in our lives, definitely. So before you go, Tammy, I would love it if you could share with everybody how they can find out a bit more about you and how they could work with you as well. Yeah, sure. So my website is themindfuldiva.com. Um, if you go on there on the homepage, I've got a link where you can sign up for a mindful day planner. And that has advice on how to build yourself a self-care ritual. When you sign up for that, I also send you a meditation as well, which is just a short one that you can start to bring into your daily life. So I do one-to-one coaching and I also have some self-study courses and I run live courses as well. So the next live course will be Mindfulness for Stress and that will be in January. Fabulous. And of course, I'll put all of Tammy's details into the show notes so you can go follow her on Instagram and visit her website, download that planner that she mentioned uh, and find out more about how you can work with her as well. So thank you so much for joining me today, Tammy. It's been really, really helpful. Thank you. And of course, thank you for joining us today as well. I know that you'll be able to take away so much from that conversation. But I think the most important thing is that you maybe pick one or two of those things we've discussed today to get to work on. Something that feels really achievable and that you can put in each and every day to start building that mindfulness muscle. So have fun with that. See what positive difference that can make. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to pop and give me a rating or a review on whichever platform you're listening on. I will, as always, be hugely, hugely grateful. But for now, have a great week and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at AlexChickFit for plenty more inspiration.